0: Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 660, with Chef Justin Brunson. I wouldn't change
1: how I've done anything. Uh, it hasn't been the easiest road or the best road, or but I've made every mistake possible, and I, I'm pretty good at learning from my mistakes. Uh, thank
0: God. Are you ready for It Factors, success stories? Failures and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge. Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Everybody loves payday, am I right? But loving your payroll provider. That's a different story. It's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and HR support to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal, it's modern, and who knows, you might even fall in love. To learn more, head over to gusto.com slash unstoppable, and when you run your first payroll, you'll get your first three months Free again, that's gusto.com/slash unstoppable. Were you aware that 89% of guests will research a restaurant online before dining out? This is why it is so important for you to be mindful of what your online presence is. Visit getbento.com slash unstoppable to sign up for your Bento Box website today. Bento Box empowers restaurants to own their presence, profits, and relationships online. One more time, that is getbento.com slash unstoppable. All right, with excitement, allow me to yeah. introduce to you today's guest, Justin Brunson, my man. Justin, are you feeling unstoppable today?
1: Oh man, uh, we are getting ready to open up uh, our sixth concept oh. this week, so we are uh, Dude, we crushing. are in the groove
0: right now for ca- sure. Dude, I cannot wait to find out how you're handling it. But uh, <laughs> just to set the listeners up a little bit more, after attending the Scottsdale Le Cordon Blue College of Culinary Arts, Chef Justin Brunson scored an internship with Chef Michael. Say his name for me one more time, D Maria. D Maria. At Michael's at the Citadel. In 2004, Brunson made the move to Denver, Colorado, where over the next four years, he worked with key mentors Richard Sandoval, Frank Bonanno, and Alex Sidel. Uh, did I say that right? Yeah, Sidel. Sidel, thank you very much. I'm horrible with names. In 2008, Brunson opened a masterpiece, Delicatessen, to rate reviews. The Delicatessen was followed by Old Major in 2013, which won numerous best of awards. Uh, these hits were followed by Culture Meat and Cheese in 2016. River Bear in 2018, as well as Royal Rooster in 2018. And you have some, you said three new concepts going in the works right now. Just kind of set us up. What's what's in the works currently?
1: Uh, so uh, this Friday, we open up in Rosetta Hall uh, up in Boulder. It's our first Boulder location. We are opening up a concept called Folsom Foods. It's going to be kind of our greatest hits of uh, some of our sandwiches and meat and cheese boards. Uh, we're really stoked to come up to uh, Boulder, our first Boulder location. We couldn't ask for better partners than we have here at Rosetta Hall. So it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. And I've definitely seen a trend um, just in the last, the, mo- the more recent concepts. Uh, you're definitely seem to be looking at food halls uh, and you seem really interested in food halls. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll unpackage that as the, the conversation unfolds, yeah. but um, let's get that motivational, inspirational <laughs> ball rolling <laughs> with a success quarter mantra. What do you got for us?
1: Oh man. Uh... Just go. Just go. Just go. Dude, no. I love it. Dino, you know, we're only here for a little bit. You might as well do something while you're here. Ain't so. nothing
0: to it but to do it is yeah, what I like to say. Totally. right, Awesome Fish stuff, has
1: man. this little song, Antelope, that kind of uh, inspires me, so listen to that sometime. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to
0: listen to it on my way to Cal- uh, California. I leave tonight, so I have something to listen to. I'm pumped. So where does it make sense to start telling your story, man? Where, where, does, it all, where does it all start?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It starts definitely uh, as a child in Iowa. Uh, growing up in a farming community uh, lots of hunting and fishing and foraging and gardening food is just, I mean there's not a lot to do in Iowa food is such a huge part of who we are there yeah uh, so you know grew up on a farm always had all this you know my grandma's a great cook you know we hunted and fished foraged I mean like the mushrooms I pay right? yeah. $40 a pound pay $40 a pound for here. I could go in my backyard and pick up you know five pounds of them no problem <laughs> yeah, I hear you you know and then uh you know just being in those farming communities food was such an important piece of uh you know who who I am as an Iowan and just as a person
0: Awesome, man. I love it. So sounds like the journey starts with a passion for food. You fell in love with food. Uh, <laughs> and, and were you working in restaurants in high school, or was it straight uh, well, from the, the farm to the, the kitchen in, in uh, college?
1: I've always been a fat kid. So <laughs> I, yeah, I've always been eating a lot. My grandma was a badass cook. Um, so I got a lot of it, uh, my passion of food from her and just being around that. And you know, I I worked uh, at, actually worked at a plant farm uh, with a huge produce garden in high school. Uh so that got me into like the whole canning and pho, you know um, preserving of foods and growing like I mean we had a two acre vegetable garden it was yes. insane uh yeah, so I mean I think that's really where it came from just being my my inner fat kid is very large. So
0: you knew you were going to go to culinary school. You kind of um from I your... didn't no? actually man okay. I
1: went to regular College and got kicked out. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah, nice. I'm a bad
1: I'm a bad kid. How long did you last? Oh, I think it was 2 months.
0: It's amazing. I didn't kick, I think I had a 1.19 in my first semester in college. Yeah, so they asked me to did.
1: leave within like 2 months of being there. <laughs> that really made my mom and dad happy.
0: <laughs> so how much time <laughs> did you submit in between uh, figuring out your new path? Uh,
1: hmm. you know, I actually went back and worked at a feedway. Warehouse, you okay. know, unloading uh, semi trailers full of animal feed, and man, that job sucked.
0: So when did you? <laughs> when did the conversation of like maybe I should go to culinary school come? You know, the I country?
1: probably worked in that feed warehouse for like a year, and I was like, man, I got to do something with my life. I'm gonna get stuck in Iowa, <laughs> uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, as a young person, you want to go you experience wanna, yeah, new things yeah. and do new things, and. You know, I always... You know, it's really weird. Like, the Food Network is a huge reason that I fell in love with food. Like, back in the day when it was, like, Bobby Flay and Emeril and before Mario was a total scumbag... (laughs) uh, you know, they had all those awesome shows on there. You know, it was just cool to watch them, yeah. watch them uh, you know, grow. And it really got me into food. And nobody in Iowa was cooking that kind of food, you know. Like, I never had sushi till I was 21 years old.
0: So what was it like when you got to culinary school?
1: Man, it was fun, man. My eyes opened up. Uh, I was seeing all these cool new ingredients and techniques. And, uh, I mean, I'm a bit of a pirate, so the ki- kitchen restaurant atmosphere was really good for <laughs> <laughs> Me and my lifestyle yeah. at, at, as a 21
0: year old man. <laughs> yeah, so 21 so is a good. I think it's good time. It's good to take some time between you know high school. In culinary yeah. school. Yeah, right? everybody that I've come across that went into culinary school like 21, 22, 23, 24 always did way better. They always almost a grad... I don't know yeah, where you graduated I was on in the, the class. dean's list. Nice, man. <laughs> man, nice. But I mean, did you take it more seriously? Do you think there was more time to kind of mature and, and to make, you know, your second time around college, you want to do it right this time?
1: Yeah, I don't, man, to me personally, I was just into it. I wasn't regu- into regular school, you know, yeah, it wasn't my thing, man. Like, I was into chasing girls around smoking weed, you know, like that's what I did the first go around and the second go around. I was just focused on you know becoming the best cook yeah Yeah, i could be you know i mean i had been professionally cooking on and off through high school too really yeah worked at catering companies and stuff but it was really what i found what i wanted to do and man i just got the bug man it was awesome uh and uh yeah you know and it's it's just like any school it's what you put into it is what you're gonna get out of it yeah uh it was just a good environment for uh delinquent like me
0: do you think do you if you could do it all over again do you think you'd go back to culinary school or do you think it would have come up a different way Uh,
1: i wouldn't change how i've done anything yeah Yeah, it hasn't been the easiest road or the best road or but i've made every mistake possible and i'm pretty good at learning from my mistakes uh thank god nice
0: so um (laughs) Take us through that first uh, opportunity, your first internship.
1: Oh man, it was cool. I I just got out of school, and everybody was talking about this best restaurant in Scottsdale, Michael's at the Citadel. You know, I went up there, and the chefs. I walked into this. You know, it was a fine dining restaurant. I was like, oh man, it's going to be super quiet, and like you know, like everybody's head down. I walk in, they're playing black metal. (laughs) Everybody's covered in tattoos, and I was just like, whoa, I didn't expect it to be like this, you know. and just uh, you know, Michael Di Maria is uh, he's a godfather uh, of 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 american cookery as far as i'm concerned there's so many amazing chefs that came through that kitchen uh and he was all about techniques and learning techniques and you learn these techniques you can take those techniques and do absolutely anything with them
0: give me some more about what you learned from michael chef michael uh, as far as knew- how he taught this technique his the way he, pre- he presented himself the way he taught others like yeah that well stuff. he
1: was on uh, the old guard for sure so a yeah. lot of screaming and yelling and throwing shit and violence and uh uh but also uh, Very creative and passionate and beautiful man. Uh, But that's the old guard chef. Uh, What biggest lessons you learned from him? Man, uh, I mean, just respect of food, respect of, you know, techniques of how to cook. Just simple stuff like how to sear a scallop properly. Yeah. You know, how to make a beurre blanc sauce, how to make a demi-glace sauce, you know, know, um, how to, you know what to do and what not to do too you know like this new school that old school guard doesn't work anymore you can't it doesn't work like that there's no yelling and screaming in the kitchens anymore. how did he teach
0: you to respect food what was his way of delivering that message oh
1: man he was real aggressive about some stuff man i remember he had this he had this whole cooking studio uh in it, and he's like here roast these peppers and uh, peel them for me and bring them back to me and, of course, being a dumb kid, I just forgot about them. And I <laughs> they pulled them out of the oven. I pulled them out of the ovens, and the, the chef looked at me, the actually the ex- executive chef, not Michael, because he had an executive chef and a sous chef, and t- or yeah. two sous chefs. At that time, they're like, oh, oh you're, oh, you're dead. <laughs> and I run to the walk-in, you know, and there's uh, there was no more bell peppers. So I ran across the street to AJ's, which is this upscale market down there, and bought some on my own money, you know, just like, you know, just, uh, just you know, he just, it oh, was cool. very, it was a very impressive, important thing to him to have be perfect on everything you do in each technique and each step and uh you know and just treat food with uh respect you know like, yeah uh he might have been even a little on the psycho end about it but i'm really glad i grew up with that because that works left an for, impression right <laughs> yeah i mean yeah definitely left uh left some fear and <laughs> fear can be a good thing sometimes
0: yeah. any other big lessons you learned from this man man i
1: mean i learned everything i know about cooking and work you know, just like, uh, I guess, like working in a kitchen and the respect and how to move and what to do. I mean, everything I learned it came from that kitchen.
0: Yeah, you know? awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, any, I want. I feel like there's one more nugget I can pull from this experience. What about how to be? Not so much like the details and how to do things, but the way you show up as a professional. Yeah. present yourself. Can you get into yeah, that? Yeah,
1: totally. I mean, definitely showing up as a, 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 profe- a professional, being respectful. Um, you know, r- the respect for our craft, you know, like you would never see anybody do anything even borderline there because you might lose your life. You know, like <laughs> um, and it's just his intenseness, man. It was intense. You know, you hear about these f- crazy fresh French chefs in France where it's just like screaming. And you, like that's how I grew up here in America.
0: Yeah, well, it kind of reminds me I had um, from... Uh, cr- Johnny Caraba from Caraba's Italian. Girl yeah. on the show, right? And uh, talking to Johnny, um, he he put this emphasis on um, enthusiasm, right? Yeah. Like you got to do everything with enthusiasm. sometimes enthusiasm translates into like extremism, like. But that that enthusiasm for what you do, that energy lifts everybody up around you, right? Yeah. Would you say that was happening in this situation?
1: Oh, dude, it it totally was, and just. You know, like all these crazy ingredients that he was bringing in there. I had never seen this stuff before, you know. I'm a farm yeah. kid from Iowa. So we're getting stuff from all over the coast. And the enthusiasm that he brought to the kitchen and the respect for the food and yeah. all that stuff. I, I just, love it. It's, I, it's, I still try to put it in these kids today uh, just in a kinder, more gentle way. <laughs> I love it. I'm going
0: to move this <laughs> mic. I think we can get a little closer for you. All right, go. cool. Um, so when was it time to move um away from this internship did you ever were you there full-time or was yeah i actually
1: no i did an internship got hired on i ran his lunch program uh and worked there for about three years uh two and a half you know two and a half three years before i was just like screw scott still it's hot. yeah I
0: mean, so what was what was the reason for the move it's it's like hell down there <laughs> man
1: I'm, I'm a kid from iowa i'm a big fat ginger kid i don't want to be somewhere where it's 120 <laughs> you, degrees man. that's, that's <laughs> horrible to me you know uh and colorado's always had this uh special place in my heart i mean the rocky Mountains. yeah it's uh, gorgeous up here it's i mean it's a pretty special place
0: yeah so how did you decide like when, when you knew it was time to go to different pastures not greener but necessarily just different <laughs> new new experiences uh cooler weather how did you <laughs> did you decide where you're going to work in colorado what was that process it was
1: weird i actually came up to go to a uh, i think it was it wasn't dead and co at the time it was one of the one of the one of the genres of grateful dead maybe it was rat dog but i went to red rocks and i went to a show and i flew back i packed my car up and drove up here nice you know i was like guys i'm getting out of here like (laughs) this is i gotta go that way you know um and then when i got into town uh, there was this restaurant called Adega and Adega was the hottest restaurant in Denver at the time, and I wanted to work there because it was like the big, you know. I worked there for a week. Me and Brian didn't get along very well. Okay, uh, but he's still an amazing chef, and we're actually friends now. But uh, <laughs> I was in and out of that kitchen in a week, <laughs> and nice. I was just like, "Dude, I don't, what? I don't. We didn't, we didn't groove, you know." Yeah,
0: well, I mean, I think that's a perfect, le- perfect lesson when you're going to workplaces. <laughs> it's okay not to groove right it's okay not to groove don't put yourself through it yeah were you fired or did you walk out uh
1: we it was kind of a you know i don't like you you don't like me you know you it was definitely a mutual agreement and then i went and uh found richard sandoval we opened up zango together how do you
0: handle that situation because it's inevitable we're not going to love everybody we're put in front of Uh, how do you handle that situation respectfully gracefully i
1: got through the stage and it was good and then i got in there that week and i was like man this sucks this isn't for me and you know, I think it's just – I'll just be open and honest. Be like, hey, man, this isn't really working for me. And they're like, hey, this isn't working for us either. Yeah. Best of – you know, but now best you're good friends. But, I yeah. mean,
0: think about what it would have been like if you stayed another month. Oh, man, it could have got bad. And, yeah. But I mean, how much money are they putting into you, right? Yeah. How much time are you wasting? Yeah. you got to be mindful of this stuff, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. No, 100%. So, I think they respected that. And uh, it's just uh, – you know, if you, if you get yourself in a situation where you're just not happy – you know, uh, communicate communicate man the truth is the you're best you're a great communicator i've yeah. noticed
0: that even today when i was i got here we had a little miscommunication with um uh where to to, to meet up and uh, i'm I, I got here and um you're like where do you want to do this and you're like just tell me exactly what you need and i was like i don't <laughs> want to be inconvenient yeah. You're like, just tell me what you need And i was like all right well but
1: sometimes it, people take that directness as a negativity thing too and it's just like no just throw it all on the table let's figure it out exactly the faster we can get this communication done the faster we can get back to work i love it i love it so
0: uh how did you settle on the next spot uh, you-
1: uh so richard sandoval huge name in the culinary world man uh I've always, uh, you know, at Michael's it was very uh, French technique, American Mediterranean style food. Um, And then there was this cool new concept that just opened up Zango in Denver. And it was Asian Latin fusion, which was a huge thing 16 years ago in the United States. Huge name like Richard Sandoval on it. I wanted to work there. I wanted to learn some new flavors, some new techniques. Um, It was cool. I started off as a cook there. Uh, my Troy guard was actually the executive chef there at the time. Okay. And uh, within three weeks, I was the executive sous chef there Jesus. Uh, at, at 23 years old. So, so how did you
0: climb so fast?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I think, well, I just came from a different, uh, uh, you know, coming from Michael's at the Citadel. It was, I was ready to cook. I knew great techniques. Uh, I've always been a lead. I mean, captain of the football team when I was a kid and shit, too. So, I hear you. So uh, I, 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 I don't really, li- I like to lead people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and i just a natural born leader and great. Great hard work, willing to put the hours in, and uh, good solid foundation of yeah. cooking techniques. So, as a, as
0: a young green cook coming into the industry, trying to like really learn and evolve, how are you choosing where you're going to be? How are you deciding? I mean, is, go, it is it the food? Is it the the reputation of the chef? Like, what? what yeah, what more I think important you want to
1: wanna go find somewhere where the technique is super sound. No shortcuts. I mean, the hardest place for you to work at as a young cook is the best place for you to work at. Okay, like I, I would, I'd never wanted a job where like, oh, I want to do this the easier way. I've always wanted to do stuff the harder, yeah, the hardest way possible. Mm. You know, because the hardest way possible is always the best way. Yeah.
0: And what what ways did Chef uh, Richard uh, Sandoval? I'm gonna send his name wrong. Hey. I know I am Sandoval. Sandoval, thank you so much. Um, what what did he teach you about how to be? What, what, Man, I, I learned a he... lot
1: about management there. Okay, that was like my what? first big management gig uh, as a 23 year old person i was a uh, s- uh, second command of 150 person staff
0: what didn't you know about management going into that, that you oh man while you're
1: there? that you shouldn't be a dick to everybody were Maybe. you a dick to people oh, man i was a hot ed 23 year old <laughs> kid you know <laughs> how'd you I find like, out it wasn't the right way to be man you, you know you just you just live life and you learn from your mistakes and you know, you think about who you want to be and what you want to be remembered as. Yeah, and, and that's not what you want to be remembered as. So, well, how long
0: did it take you to 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 make Man, that recognition? Took, into- I mean,
1: it took you know probably six months. You know, yeah. it was tons of stress. You know, huge restaurant. We were there was I mean, we were doing hundred thousand dollar weeks at the time. It was Jeez. super. I mean, tickets. I mean, tickets down to the floor and back. Like as busy as a restaurant could possibly yeah. be. You know, so doing that, trying to learn how to manage the staff and become a, a real manager. uh, of people and being artistic and putting out sick food still and still learning and growing, it, it was just it was a lot for a 23 year old kid. But yeah, I loved I it and I like to be. Um, if what you're doing isn't hard, you're not doing the right thing. You know, mm. like if you're just on easy street, I mean, it's it's just that's not that's not a good way to live, man.
0: No like, pain, no gain. Yeah. as they I, say I, like,
1: right? <laughs> I mean, de- I feel like I'm definitely a little bit different than most people. I like to be. Uh, A little stressed out all the time Yeah
0: but going back to this management (laughs) thing Was there like a straw that broke the camel's back Where like you kind of had an awakening of I need to change my ways Or was it just a gradual progression of like I mean I'm a
1: bit of of a hippie kid I (laughs) I, I, I am You know I believe in being a good family And taking care of people around you And I was just like man I'm turning into my fucking dad (laughs) That's not what I wanted to do You know Uh, So you know just take a step back And deep breath And you know look, relook at situations. You know, one of the best things that Troy guard was the executive chef there at the time. And you know, like I grew up in a kitchen where you just told somebody to do something, yeah. do this, do that, do it now, command and control. It fast. Yeah. Right. And like, he taught me this little, one little thing. And I still use it. I teach it to everybody. Hey, will you do this for me?
0: Ooh, what's man, the power
1: in that man? It just, you know, it's just like, you know, instead of do this. Will you do this for me? Will you do me a favor and do this for me? You say that to somebody ten times, or do this, you're going to get a way better response yeah. a thousand times. So Troy, guy, Troy guard, taught me that, and I think Roy Yamaguchi taught him that because he worked for Roy Yamaguchi. He ran his restaurants in Hawaii for okay. a while. So, but uh,
0: I mean, you're instantly just adding a couple of little words, words at the end of that. Communication, you, know, you you right? go from demanding to
1: asking, asking, yeah, you know.
0: And it's amazing what words can do. The yeah. power of, and, of words,
1: you know. And as a, you know, I learn more about people and management. You're gonna the bottom's coming out.
0: <laughs> uh, sorry. Managing uh, while recording. Yeah, you don't lose them all. Isn't lose them
1: all. I love it. Um yeah, so uh, yeah, just you know learning people and learning more about humans just as you become an adult, you know. That was yeah. I mean shit. That was six Seventeen years ago. Yeah, we learned. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I was real, 23. I'm 40 now.
0: Right? This I mean, this this industry and in all, I think all business really comes down to relationships and yeah. how to man- manage relationships. I don't care
1: right? if you it's, it's, it's a it's a it's my Cisco rep. Or my, sh- it's a relationship thing. Yeah. They all have the same stuff. Who's going to have the best relationship? Exactly. And that's actually kind of part of the thing we do at River Bear with our sales team. It's all about relationships. You know, people can buy bacon from anybody, deli meats from anybody. Yeah. Why they're going to buy it from us? Well, they're local and better than all the rest of them. But this, the, the we're going to work harder for them. We're going to be there for the relationships. When you see something wrong in somebody's restaurants, you're going to stop. You're going to pick up that piece of paper. You're going to do all the stuff. Yeah. Just putting that hospitality back in, into the. Meat delivery business, even sales business.
0: <laughs> I love it, dude. Uh, that enlightened hospitality, as Danny Meyer says. Yeah, right? uh, I always say Meyer's. It's Danny Meyer, no s there. Yeah. Uh, so when was the time to move on from Chef uh, Sandoval's place, Frank Bonanano? Uh,
1: man, I was there for what a year and a half, two years, something like that. It just it was a uh, it was a lot. It was I wanted to get back into a little higher end food, like I was used to cooking. Yeah. Um, I mean, I went from a super fine dining restaurant to a super busy like club tao you know type restaurant <laughs> yeah. you know town in New York City uh, and man I, I, my passion was definitely the more refined food the better ingredients the more local uh, and so that's when I searched out Frank Bonanno uh, you know heard about him for years you know front of Bon Appetit magazine what was it about uh,
0: Frank that attracted you to his restaurants and his uh, his he,
1: Frank is all about quality uh, small independent restaurant which I really I flourish in better yeah. it's better for me personally to do that um so you know the real small forty fifty seat restaurants, tight crews, open five days a week. You know uh, it was really uh, like a culinary playland. Uh, you know I worked a st- I started off as cook there, worked a station, but my station was all, all the dishes that came off my station was my food. After I was there for like two weeks, or like you you got this. You can you can put food on the menu. And that's I awesome. Like, I man. mean that doesn't what, What's happen.
0: the power of that? Uh, How did that make you feel knowing that you had like a piece of you on the menu?
1: Oh man, it's I mean, as a young chef, that's what you done you got a raging boner to you know <laughs> get your food out there, you know. Um you know, it's just awesome to uh to learn you know, you're you're learning, you know, like you're learning, you're pushing, but you're you're always more passionate about your own stuff, right? Yeah.
0: But how did it make you feel to know that?
1: Oh, it was your great, that was people loved enough? it. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome, man. It was it was very inspiring and great. And I've had a lot of dishes on the menu over at Zango and stuff too, but Uh, This was definitely more my comfort zone. (laughs) You controlled it. You owned that portion. You know, and I love Italian food. I looked at, worked at Luca, I love Italian food. You knew
0: my last name meant the hunter. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, we had a charcuterie program and there's butchery going on and we're making sausages and pot, all the
0: pasta was handmade. So is is this where the the passion for uh, charcuterie and meats really started to swell in you? Yeah, definitely.
1: It definitely, man. That was definitely where, uh, I mean, other than being a kid hunting and butchering all our own deer and making our stuff back home, this is kind of like, Oh, oh, wow, I can kind of take what I learned as a kid and move it forward as an adult in my career. And, uh, uh, you know, and I just love Italian food. Who doesn't love Italian food? You know, just simple, beautiful flavors.
0: So I'm curious, uh, being surrounded in this type of atmosphere, working with, like, doing with meats and Italian food, is this kind of what, is this when, like, the vision for your own restaurant started to come into frame? Or did did you already have it at this point?
1: Man, so I was we were I was working there. My roommate was on my partner at Masterpiece Deli too. He was doing the pasta. I was the, I was uh, working grill, helping uh, sous chef working grill there, and uh, it was like, uh, fuck, man, we can do this for him. We can do this for ourselves. Yeah,
0: you know. And yeah, I was like, because the, t- the year now is two thousand six. You're two years away from when you opened your own place. So yeah, the conversation must have started to, yeah. to happen around this. Yeah, point. we
1: were roommates, and we was, you know started you know talking about well what if we did this what if we did that and we're like man denver doesn't have a great sandwich shop it has sandwich shops that this sandwich is good here but there wasn't one where it's like damn all the sandwiches at that one spot they're all fire. and i want to go there like i
0: crave those Dude, i'm gonna probably swim by uh the deli (laughs) on my way back for it because i have a 16 hour drive so i'm gonna get some sandwiches for the road totally you definitely (laughs) should get some
1: sandwiches for the road bro yeah man i'll probably feed you before you leave here today. i won't stop you (laughs) yeah it's fine
0: so uh thank you uh so we haven't really pulled out a nugget from Frank that you know a lesson on leadership, a lesson on management, a, less, a lesson on business operations. Give me something, something solid. And I can pause here real quick if you need to. No, you're good. Okay. Give me, give me something solid uh, about Frank.
1: Yeah, and Frank really uh, taught me about the independent restaurant tour and family in a restaurant. Um, Say that one, the independent restaurant tour, like, uh, so I worked with Michael DeMarie, which was like this big, fancy, shiny. Monster, you know, and then Frank's restaurants were definitely more like mom and pop restaurants. His wife was in the restaurant working with us. Jacqueline was there. His kids are always around. Very family focused, you know. If some, if like somebody needed something off, Frank would go work their station. Yeah, you know, like hey, Frank, I got this thing going on. He's like, okay, I'll work your station. You know, so uh, that to me was was like that's awesome. That's what I've always wanted was to be a independent small business where there's high touch yeah right
0: what's what's the power of high touch
1: uh man it's just really i mean the source of community the sense of community uh the sense of family uh you think about a lot of the folks in the restaurant business we're pirates man
0: we value that though (laughs) humans in general we need it i think we undervalue the sense of family the sense of belonging the sense of tribe you know like these are my people yeah uh and you get that in the small Totally, we all yeah. worked.
1: You know, it was funny. We all worked those five days a week. We were open five days a week. We hung out on the weekends. Yeah. Luca and Mizuno were right next to each other. We were just a big happy family. Where, we you know, we were every night we'd get off work, we'd sit out by the dumpsters and drink beers together. You know, it was just
0: that was life. Robert. That was my life yeah. for three and
1: a half. You know, three three and a half years working with those. That's freaking awesome.
0: So, um, what? So you did do a little bit of a tenure helping somebody open a restaurant, right? Before breaking off and doing your own thing weren't you uh,
1: no i was building out masterpiece when alex asked me to help help him over at okay. Fruition. he's like i know you're just sitting on your couch but they build <laughs> that thing out and i need help through the holidays yeah. so alex worked for frank too uh he ran mizuna Got i you. was over at luca we were really good Buddies. friends he's like man i just need somebody i know that can come in here and keep their head down and work so i can get my first you know dream restaurant open so
0: fruition was it when he reached out to you had they opened the doors yet or were they about to open the doors?
1: Uh, i think I, you know what? He, they had opened the doors, and he had to let somebody go, and just needed someone okay. that he could call that day and be like, "I need you for uh, two months." Yeah, well, one it was thing, through the holidays. I was
0: really curious because I mean, one thing that I see a lot of successful restaurant tours do is they don't they go and in, and in, in intentionally work for people who are opening before they open their own place. Yeah, no, it work, wasn't
1: that situation. It was just. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, you could work ten years in the industry yeah. and be incredible at running a restaurant, but opening, opening a restaurant is yeah. a
1: completely different beast. It, it is a it's a different it is a different beast man but i love it it's like i don't know it's like drugs man (laughs) it is there's something you're totally out of control you're having a blast the energy in the room's great you know people are stoked there's all this new stuff nobody knows how to do anything it's all being done for the first time um It's it's I mean it's
0: fun, man. Yeah. So did you did you pick anything up from this first opening? I know you weren't there to like set everything up and submit, like to you
1: know. I did it, man. I was just there helping my friend out, Mm. keeping my head down, you know.
0: But I mean, I think Uh, there's an under another underlying message here is that uh, this mentality it's it's those who are willing to help each other out. Oh, totally. You know, like that stuff comes back around, and it's not me versus them.
1: Karma's a real thing, man. That that
0: (laughs) we mentality in this industry, your comrades, you know, your 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 band of brothers and sisters who are going through the same fight you're going through, like. if you can be there for them, you know, we we don't expect to get it back. But, you know, it always comes back around. Did it ever come back around?
1: Oh, man. I've... Yeah, man. Karma comes back (laughs) around and around and around and around, you know, so... You know it's crazy. We've had plenty of people that worked for us at restaurants. We had to let them go. Some of them come back, you know, or they're like, "Oh, the grass is greener on their side," and they're here. They are three years later working with us again. Yeah, uh, we've had a lot of man. We've had employees. Uh, I think my oldest employee's been with me for nine years. That says something, man. Yeah, I mean we we're not perfect, you know, and we've definitely gotten better as we've grown up over the last. Twelve years, of re- thirteen years as a restaurant owner.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. We're gonna get, let's, <laughs> let's get into that. action. We're gonna take our first break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back to get into the vision of your first concept and how you've grown and how you've gotten better and the lessons you've learned the hard way. Maybe what you would have done if you got a second chance to go back around. I love it. Uh, one quick break. We'll be right back. It's the entrepreneurial myth, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's the idea that when you open your own restaurant, life is going to get easy because you get to do exactly what it is that you love, whether that's front of house or back of house. And then reality kicks in, right? You've got to do all this other stuff that comes with owning a business like taxes, HR, payroll, really boring stuff. That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll taxes, HR actually easy for small business. And if you want to add on 401k or health benefits, it's a breeze. Those old school clunky payroll providers just were not built for the modern small business. Not to mention you, you've got to compete with the big guys, but how do you compete with the big guys when you don't have big guy bucks? Well, with Gusto, that's how. Get back to doing what it is you love and let Gusto handle the rest. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you'll get your first three months free when you run your first payroll. That's Gusto.com slash unstoppable. Again, Gusto.com slash unstoppable. We're back and we're just about to get into you developing your first concept, the, the the challenges you encountered, the successes you had, the failures you had in the process, or maybe there were no failures. Um, take us through it. What was it like? <laughs>
1: oh man uh just the whole opening in the first place yeah man we, we fucked everything up man <laughs> <laughs> that's how you learn exactly, right exactly yeah uh, that's how we learn as human beings we make mistakes and we learn from them and we grow from them take
0: us through the process uh, oh take, from, man from like you know developing the business plan to finding the location to gain the capital to make it happen like
1: yeah it's crazy uh i mean we had this idea we left frank's we left luca we actually there was a sh- really divey bar called the lancer lounge and we opened up in the back of that in the very beginning to proof of concept right yeah so uh we were actually crushing it out of this crazy little dive bar in denver lots of deliveries people were loving and there was a buzz going around town uh, but we knew we had to get out of there. We had to get. It, we needed our own space.
0: But that's perfect, dude. A lesson, right? There. I think people all the time, especially people if they have some money behind them, they go for their their dream concept oh, out the gates. Yeah. And you got to test it, proof of concept, right? Yeah. Pop ups, right? Like pop ups. S- try exactly. to find a restaurant that's
1: closed a couple of days mm-hmm. a week. Do a food truck or a bar a that commissary have any food, or a right? bar. Yeah, it's something like that. I mean. You gotta, you gotta make sure that you know it's gonna work. So, or what advice
0: th- do you have for somebody who's looking for a space to do a pop up? Or,
1: man, I- you know. Uh there's so many cool things to do now. You can do pop-ups with your friends and communities. Find a brewery to do it with, mm-hmm. or a, a winery or, or, or something. Yeah, yeah man. So make creative. sure people like what you're going to put out,
0: right? So when did you know? Uh, like, I mean, obviously, just are you looking? Is there like a, a critical number or just a, a feeling you're getting? Yeah, and you f-
1: got some feedback. Yeah, <laughs> you know, seeing what. If people want to come back and eat it, if it's craveable, you know. So if you're
0: seeing repeat returns, yeah, then that's your sign.
1: And we, it was great. We opened up this bar. It was right between Mazzuna and Luca. All the people around there were supporting us, and then the we word was getting out, and then all these other chefs started coming in from all over town, and we were delivering to all the tattoo shops yeah. and hair, hair salons, just making sandwiches. Plus, you, and people were going crazy over them,
0: man. Yeah. Now at this point, you have four years of presence within the industry yeah. within Denver, so you yeah. got friends. So you know, people are going to support you. They're going to try to help you out, right? Yeah,
1: man. It it also helps. Out. I used to be a weed dealer, so that that
0: that helps Oh, back that in the day
1: I'm sure everybody knew who i was
0: so when when you knew that you had something when the when when you tested the 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 product and, and people liked it when when did you know it was time to start looking for your own spot like, uh, what did Well, that we,
1: we needed like? to get out of the bar the bar was in rough shape the people there it was it was a very rough situation yeah uh so we knew we had to find our own location we started looking around and you know, we we found the Highlands neighborhood before. It was the Highlands, man. It was just us and Lola, and it was sketchy up there. And uh, But we, we were being told that that was the next neighborhood that was going to pop, and we found this awesome building. And The building developer believed in me, Susan Powers. Uh, Say that yeah. one more time. The building developer believed in me. Susan Powers okay. uh, was her name. Nah. What up? Thank you, Susan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we were nobody. I mean, a little name coming with us, and we needed some money. We didn't have any money to get it open. She helped fund the nice. the build-out. I mean, we did that whole thing for 80000 bucks, which is, I mean... <laughs> I was just
0: going to say, like, what was the uh, space? I mean, 80000 it must have been a small, tight space. It's just, We're still in it. Yeah, it's just, that our, 900 yeah,
1: square feet. Perfect. We laid all the tiles. Or so We did everything. $80,000. $80,000. It's we hard to do that it. today. Oh, man. You, I
0: mean, <laughs>
1: you could... You might
0: be able to do that
1: today, but not very easily. Yes. We, well, reflecting uh, back
0: at this time, um, you said you did a lot. You said you fucked up a lot of shit. Like, give oh, me get specific. What things would you have done man. differently? Oh, knowing well, what we you're didn't doing have
1: now? any money to like market or really even have employees. So it was me and my partner and one other person and friends helping out. Like, and we went into it like fucking cowboys. Like we were, we were just. And the day we opened up the door, we did eleven hundred bucks. Just wow. opening the door, we didn't let it be like. You know, um, so you know we learn. You know, of course, I've been. I was a 27 year old passionate fine dining chef opening a sandwich shop. So I'm like, it just, and it's part of the reason it's such a great sandwich shop. But like now I look at it, and I'm like, man, why wow, I was such an ego? Like I had to for a coleslaw, I had to bring in whole heads of coleslaw <laughs> and chop them up, yeah, because it wasn't good enough out of a bag, you know, or you know, like I was using Yeze salami, which is 20
0: four dollars a pound to make a sandwich with you know like but i mean it worked i mean i think the the concept was fine dining between bread right yeah Wasn't that what totally you was really well that's
1: yeah. yeah that's i mean that's what we my partner steve started calling me. he's like dude you're just taking all your greatest hits bread and putting them in bread and i'm that's like awesome. yeah. oh, man. Um, a lot of those flavor combinations you know just you know beautiful french brie cheese with you know cranberry honey with a nice smoked turkey Uh, You know, and we had to make everything in-house that was possible, too, you know. And, you know, as we've grown a little bit, I mean, thank God we have River Bear American Meats where we don't have to make all the meat in the house anymore Mm -hmm. because it was intense to do that in such a small space and be so busy but i mean that's also what made that place so great you know quality over quantity right yeah totally i mean well there you get both i mean you got a big honking sandwich (laughs) yeah and i mean with a side they're 15 bucks uh which is a lot of money still for a sandwich you know when everybody told me i told people i was gonna open up a sandwich shop and they're gonna be 12 13 bucks a piece everybody told me i was fucking crazy they're like (laughs) you can't sell a 12 dollar sandwich in denver and here we are Twelve years later, still doing it. So,
0: I mean, what was the lesson there? What's the lesson? And, uh,
1: follow your heart. And yeah. Do the right thing. You know, don't. Uh, I've always cooked the food you want to cook and then cost it out and charge that. Cook you know, the don't, Food you
0: want to cook, cost it out and charge that. Yeah,
1: you know, there's no reason to uh, shortcuts. Shortcut. You know, why? Why short? Take a shortcut on something if you can just, you know, yeah, just I do think, it
0: better. I think the other lesson too is just charge what it's worth. Yeah, you know, like cost it out. Like if you yeah. like, if it's quality. Yeah, then, your thirty percent food cost. Then get it, you know. Yeah. Get get your get your
1: you know what what you're owed. You know? Yeah, get totally. It. I mean, our pastrami sandwich is fifteen bucks, man. That's what it costs. It's fire pastrami it's, that we make here yeah, in Denver you know? with good beef and great bread. And it's just you know, it's just a quality ingredient thing.
0: Yeah, I love it, and I think there's a little bit of a unique selling proposition coming here because you were doing something that nobody else was doing: high end fine fine dining in between bread, right? So right. you stood out. You weren't another jersey mikes you no, know, like no. you're in a subway like you were a sandwich place but like high scale and you might not be appealing to everybody in that market but in a city the size of denver which isn't the biggest city but it's a big enough city yeah. you're gonna find your niche you're gonna find your people that yeah. want that right?
1: we have and you know the people that have found it they're i mean we're it's funny now that i mean it's 13 years so i it's in the na- and we're in a neighborhood restaurant yeah. too so i saw people when they you could tell they would come in separate and then you could tell, like they hooked up the yeah. night before. They're in there getting their breakfast sandwich. <laughs> the next thing you know, they're getting married. <laughs> you know, and then they're pregnant. Now I'm feeding their kids. Yeah, you're like, welcome. <laughs> I'm, I probably have like fifty couples That's that I awesome. can tell that story with that I chuckle about. So
0: you had a five year run with the delicatessen before opening um, uh, major. Yeah. Um, give me. Was there a low of a low? Like the. Uh, 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 the biggest mistake the biggest fuck up in that five years before focusing on the next project i mean
1: we uh, you name it we messed everything up uh, and we me something messed it because i, I, mean, I want to find out know. how you recovered from it uh, I mean, because the good thing we were just busy so when we did make a mistake it fixed itself you know like oh god that didn't work so you know we you know uh you know we did we did open a masterpiece in another location that didn't work and we well, had to close why didn't it didn't it work um I don't know. <laughs> uh, part of the reason the land, the rent was really high. And the landlord would let food trucks park right in front of our business, uh, and that really fucked us. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a million you know? and
0: one different things that could happen. Yeah, uh, to, that you know, w- when you have a concept that works in one location, you move it to another location. There's so many variables, you know. Yeah. Um. When it, I mean, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. You know, there's so many things that could happen. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So, anything you would have done differently? in Man, that kind I wouldn't
1: of change anything. I mean. You've taken a
0: lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, what's a lot the, of hits. What's the best thing you do? Let me ask you that. In that five-year period, what's, what's the one thing that you did that you're like, yeah, that was the right move?
1: Uh, work 90 hours a week <laughs> and keep my head down and really? try to keep my energy positive for the folks around me and the folks working with me Okay, uh, just be positive man life's so too short how
0: do you stay positive 90 hours a week how are you staying positive what's the conversation what's the uh, man, it's what's a, a
1: buzz you know it's fun they, you know simple things like hey man I don't know how many people I see a week they're like man I went into that masterpiece again man it's been there for a long time it's just yeah. as good as it ever was awesome. you know or you get a good compliment about a, an employee or a manager you know it's pretty awesome right uh, so that's our focusing you know, on the good on the good man we, it, I mean there's a lot of negatives that go on too you know uh, but if you just keep positive and think about the good things and then at the end uh, of the day
0: you know, it's exactly what you want to do this was your dream this is what you wanted and you're yes. doing it and I think we lose sight of that sometimes when the shit gets tough yeah. you know like we're doing we're doing it yeah, we're like man. this is what I asked for I got it No, no, make the best of
1: it yeah totally yeah. I mean it's your shit sandwich build it how you want to
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is um what is the, the significance, the weight in, in having presence and being there and in, in working side by side in the early days? What's the. Impact? Man,
1: it's just so important to be on there, to get the brand right, to get, you know, just, you know, the one of the things that's way different about our places and other places is how clean they are. Uh, our restaurants are fucking spotless, they man. Uh, our staff, we spend so much time on just like, guys, we, we if we're not cooking, we are cleaning, and we got to keep everything clean. And it's just a respect thing for the. The thing that makes us money, which is our restaurant equipment, and the restaurant itself. Uh, I want that respect for the equipment, each other, the food, the customer. How do you all of that?
0: How do you make? Because everybody, we've all worked in restaurants. Yeah. We, we hate cleaning. It's a yeah. bitch. How do you create a culture of that high standard? What is going yeah, on? What, what? I think it's all about the vibe when you're doing it.
1: You know, at the end of the shift, you be a wanker and just be all <laughs> pissed off, and you know, like. You know, or you could be like, "Cool, let's get some beers and turn the music up and make this fun." <laughs> you know, like I mean, it's just vibe, man. It's the vibe you put out and uh, that your employees gather, and you definitely
0: it, have I, an, an energy about. Yeah, you. I've been enough, sure.
1: enough LSD in my life to know <laughs> about energy. There's no doubt about All that. All right.
0: Uh, so, <laughs> when did you know it was time for old major? Like, when was um, it? Like, was it, how did knock how did the opportunity come knocking?
1: <laughs> um, I always, I mean, that was, I wanted to get back in the fine, di- di- fine dining gig, you know? That's, I, it gets me, man. I love that service. I love the quality of products. I love the passion of the servers, the bartenders, uh, the cooks, uh, you know, really working with higher-end ingredients. and yep. You know, and I, you know, was I'm young, still, I had something to prove. You know, yeah. So I you, feel like a lot of that's something to prove still. You know? Okay. Um, uh, so this
0: is more for to, to to see that you can operate at that level. To see, if yeah. You could, okay.
1: Yeah, like you know, can I can I do that or, you know, I know I want to. Can I? You know? It's a
0: bit much bigger space too than your your first <laughs> restaurant. Uh, not yeah. Not massive. But what's the square footage on old major?
1: Uh, we're uh three thousand square feet over there. Yes. I mean, we opened up and we won Bon Appetit top fifty new restaurants in America yep. and like. I mean, that's a pretty cool thing to call him. Hey, Mom. Yeah. Hey, mom. A, yeah. yeah. I'm sure right? was proud of you.
0: So what was that transition like? I mean, you had experience working in these types of restaurants. So it wasn't like it was alien to you. No, team. man.
1: I was ready for it. I had yeah. the best staff in Denver. We had put together the best front of the house how staff. Did you staff put this, how did you put it together? Oh, uh, man. Everybody just wanted to come. It was a thing. Like, we were the first restaurant in Denver to bring the charcuterie game. Big time, f- whole baking program, pastry program, sick cocktail program. It was very a New York City style restaurant. Do you think your years uh,
0: of being a weed dealer helped you here when we're trying to get? To, <laughs> is that building the team? Did that play into it?
1: I don't. Maybe part of it. I don't know. Uh, uh, that all stopped before I started my own business. Okay.
0: <laughs> but um, um, but I mean, again, like how how what was it about you and what you were doing? What what enabled you to? I was just young
1: team? and passion. I'm a super passionate person. I was surrounded myself with a bunch of like-minded maniacs that were just willing to put the hour. i mean we were working i mean at had hourly, hourly, you know hourly guys that were coming to put in six eight hours a day for free just to be part of it to mm-hmm. learn and grow it was so cool everybody it was out of this world man so it what, was
0: what was it about you and what you were doing that you think attracted people how are you selling it? uh i don't
1: know man it just
0: happened people yeah. just
1: came together it was a bunch of like-minded friends people were you know we're still all friends you know a lot of even after i had to let people go or they went their own way here we are you know 10 years or you know seven years later and we're still all friends man yeah awesome. you know i got guys that used to work at that restaurant that uh they're all over the country I mean, you guys in hawaii you got guys in new york city you know they got guys here in denver that are running their own restaurants uh it's really i've always looked at it as a finishing restaurant for people you yeah. know like you come you get finished so you, you go from cook to chef or chef to owner uh bob maitre d to owner or bartender to yeah. bar owner you know so it's definitely a finishing restaurant very high standards uh
0: uh coming out of the kitchen in front of the house as well yeah are you are you still just brunson at this point or have you become brunson and co
1: i don't know we are brunson and co at this point (laughs) yeah Uh i couldn't do uh what's up andrew um i couldn't do this without my team around me that's why i was just like you know I mean, it's, we're still very small. There's so how, really only – on our management team, there's only three of us. Wow. Uh, and we have six places.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. So how, how, what are you doing? What incentives are you providing
1: Man, to? Man, we pay a lot of money to folks, and we do <laughs> health
0: insurance.
1: Uh, you know, I'd rather take less money to provide more for my employee. Um, and I can do that with all these concepts, you know. It's like, I right, take a little bit here, a little bit there. We're taken care of. Now let's push the, back, the rest of it back into the employee. We were one of the first independent restaurant groups in Denver to bring the insurance uh, to the table. So we pay half,
0: they pay half. Uh, it's great. You can go to the doctor when you're sick. Yeah, wow, right. Pretty, pretty novel. Yeah. Uh, what, so, any advice when pricing out insurance? Anything to consider with somebody who wants to provide this the service? I mean, uh, shop
1: around, man. I, I think our, ours is pretty good. We I got a guy that's it's ninety bucks out of our pocket, ninety bucks out of their pocket. You know, a really good insurance program, sixty hundred dollars, you know, sixty five hundred out of pocket max for yeah. the year. That's a pretty decent insurance. Uh, program uh, and to be able to offer that to the people that want it is huge. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah. Any hard lessons with old major? Anything that you know with the build out or be careful who you partner with? Okay. <laughs> okay. I had a
1: partner there. that was stealing from us at the beginning. We had to name them out of it. Uh, which oh. which uh, it was. I mean, it was two hundred thousand bucks. What was which, the
0: dynamic of the uh, the partnership? Was it front of house, back of house, or the, just just finance, money? finance, finance? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Finance. Uh,
0: what would it, you do today to? Pre- Protect yourself. from Oh happening. man, I would
1: have been more on top of my numbers instead of trusting people. I was so busy in the kitchen, just being a chef and trying to do that. I was letting them take care of the finances. Okay, that was stupid of me.
0: Or at least, I mean, it's, it's one thing to let somebody take care of it, but it's another thing to not track it. Yeah, and you I know?
1: wasn't. Man, it really it was six months into it, and I was like, Whoa! This I think it's funny. You know, it's good. Eight it, months, I was like, Get the hell you out! You know, at here. the same time,
0: I mean, <laughs> you know, like every once in a while, we're gonna get burnt. How many people <laughs> have you come across in your time in the restaurant? Oh industry?
1: man, there's a bunch of scumbags.
0: And in how restaurant many times? How, what percentage of the people that you come across that burnt you 0.001 yeah i mean maybe two percent or
1: yeah one percent yeah one percent it always if if you're a good person though when it happens
0: you bust your ass but you can't lose trust because i think it's your level of trust your ability to trust that's probably got you to that point in the first place yeah you know so um so trust and track, right? Yeah, trust uh, and I think and the track. lesson is don't just trust. but yeah. trust and track.
1: Yeah, um, I mean that, that's what's, I mean one of the coolest things about this food hall that we're going to be in, and these guys are running oh, the yeah, finances for all these first time guys yeah. doing their thing. It's great for them.
0: Yeah, man. Um, um, so what was what was your life looking like at this point? Um, you weren't a Delicatessen tele- as much, I'm assuming.
1: No, that's when I bought Casey Taylor, my partner. He's my director of operations. He, I built him up. He was running Masterpiece. I hopped over into Old Major and. Uh, we just started
0: going for it, so when you say partner are you bringing people on is it equity partnership yeah okay. uh,
1: yeah totally i uh, I believe in uh People that are going to be with me, let's make them partner and let's put some, you know, they don't even, I, even put money into it. It's I, all sweat equity.
0: Today, man, I think times are changing. I don't think you can be the best without having a partnership. I don't think that you can to no. d- 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 divide and conquer the way you need to today to be competitive without yeah. partnerships. What do we need to know about partnerships? What is it about your partnerships that, that works so well?
1: Man, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's great to have uh, people to bounce stuff off of, uh, get another set of eyes on it. I mean I'm not always I'm not always right. He's not always right. Between the two of us we make a whole person. Yeah. You know?
0: Which which part of the person are you? Which part of the person is he?
1: Oh, I'm definitely uh the uh, whimsical creative <laughs> type and he's the one that makes it happen. Nice. So, yeah, so it takes both of us and we put both put each other I'm in. I'm looking chat. for my
0: guy or girl to make it happen out there. If you guys are I'm I'm a Y guy to the nth degree, I need a how person, so yeah. if you're listening, I'm looking for help. Um so Real quick, um, so the next the next restaurant you guys decided to uh, open was Culture and Meat, correct? Two thousand sixteen. Yeah. What's happening three years into Old Major, where you where it's time to start focusing on other projects?
1: Man, I, we I just got this great opportunity to be part of this new food hall in Denver uh, by this developer Ken Wolf, super cool guy, great. She's got a great reputation in Denver. Central Market? Yeah, Denver Central Market. It was hard to say no to it. Yeah. It was hard to say no to it. And I walked in the building and I was like, oh, man. I was really starting to work on River Bear at that time, too. And I'm like, whoa, it would be really cool to have this cool meat and cheese shop in this dank Food hall marketplace in Denver.
0: Yeah, so I'm really interested in this portion of the conversation because this seems to be the evolution of your business model. It looks like you're really you're really attracted to the, the food hall concept.
1: Yeah, it's great, man. You can play, and pay employees. Uh, they're making twenty, you know, twenty some bucks an hour. So what to, was, to work in a kitchen, which is not. What was your comprehension of
0: a food hall before he approached you? Was it on your uh, radar?
1: I didn't really know anything about food halls. Okay, no, I didn't really know. You know, so, what have you learned? Teach us. Give us something. Give, like, what are the pros? What are the cons? Uh, man, like, it's just cool. The sense of community. All I like uh, uh, the energy. The sense of community. Uh, learning. I mean, it's what a learning experience. Like you know, we're in here with eight awesome chefs, right? Yeah, nine, nine awesome chefs in here. Yeah, you know, so cool. And then uh, just sense of community. Um, it's cool to uh, get people together uh, and creative thinking. And uh, the food halls are great. It takes a lot of stress off. You You just got to worry about your little stall. So and, uh, operations. So operations So you're saying easy. logistically
0: uh, it's fewer moving parts. You're responsible for less. What exactly are you responsible for? Well, the uh, they're,
1: they're all different. But, you know, like uh, a lot of the time it's like you bring your staff, your food, your idea. Figure it out. Make it happen. Um, I, uh, I love it that my employees, I get to pay them a wage. A nice livable wage, and then there's like five to seven dollars an hour in tips on top of it so for do, each one of them. So they're you, twenty some bucks an hour to a cook. What are you is doing to awesome.
0: make sure that they're getting those tips? Like what things That's have you done their job to make sure they get those What is your technology that you're implementing? Is there things that you're doing with the POS? Is there built-in options? No, to tip it's or like it's, that?
1: it's all just kind of this, your typical, you know, tip or don't tip. Uh, some of them have you know a percent tip on them. Uh, and it's just cool. Instead of that tip just going to the front of the house, that it gets shared across the board from the counter help to the kitchen help. Uh, to me, that's that is a forward thinking. New, I mean, how many cooks make twenty some bucks an hour? Not many. Yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah. So some of the, b- the benefits I'm pulling are the fact that it's it's more streamlined as far as uh, operationals. There's less things you're responsible for. You're not. It's, you're paying rent essentially, right? It's kind of yeah. like having a condo. Like you, you pay yeah. the fees yeah, and exactly. it gets taken care of. Like H O A
1: takes care of less
0: responsibilities. Yeah. Um, what about like operationally? Like, what do the numbers look like? I mean, what are the prime costs like? Is it does it change because you have so many fewer? No, it- I
1: mean, not really. By the time you get through, you know, your, you know, your rent, what would well, you usually pay in rent, dishwashers and marketing and chemicals and all that stuff, it's about the same. Okay. But then you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And then what I really love about it, there, people love to come to these places, you yeah. know, you, uh, the millennials love them. Uh, it's a great spot for, you can bring 10 people, everybody can get what they want. Everything's usually under 15 bucks, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a great place for families and friends and groups of people. And, I mean, some beautiful spaces too. I mean, the space we're sitting in yeah, right now—yeah, it's now gorgeous. Is definitely one of the prettiest. Uh, I'll
0: try to uh, get—I'll get some photo before we we, yeah. we, uh, we move on. Uh, anything that you didn't consider that kind of surprised you when it came to the food halls?
1: Uh, man, I just how busy a little stall like that <laughs> could be. <laughs> I mean, to do a six thousand dollars day out of three hundred square feet is insane. Yeah, you know, absolutely insane. And we've done it a bunch of times. Uh, you know, and it just it really comes back to that sense of community, all these awesome chefs and forward-thinking people and being in great spaces. And it, it's just fun. It's just fun. I
0: love it, man. So 2008 first restaurant, 2013 second restaurant. That's okay. five years. Third restaurant, three years after that. And now it's 2008. We actually
1: opened another culture, too. There's one okay. at, the, in, uh, at the airport, actually. Okay. So we got approached by the airport to put one out in the airport. We put one in there, and it's just Crushing it. So
0: I guess the point that I'm getting to is now you're you're opening three restaurants in the next year. Yeah. So now, um, <laughs> the the opening of the restaurants has gotten tighter. How has your life changed? How has your role in the the business changed? With
1: Man, I don't spend nearly as much time in the kitchen as I'd like to. So you know how know? do you
0: how do you maintain that presence in the kitchen? That you you set this culture, you created this yeah. culture, you created these standards with your presence, with your hustle, right? Yeah. So how you make our... Man, we
1: hire like-minded managers. Let them manage. Let them lead. Let them make mistakes. We don't micromanage people. I don't, I'm not hiring anybody to micromanage What are you um. doing
0: to find out they're like-minded? Are you just having a conversation? Is a gut feeling? Yeah, I mean, you. I think you definitely can
1: feel vibes off people. Uh, and you know right away a lot of... The, I mean, we've gotten burnt, too. We made some mistakes. We do not right always fit. In perfect, right? But, uh, you know, we really, really try to hire people that are on the same... Mental level as as far as treating people and taking care of people, uh, you know, and how you treat people. And you get somebody in a sticky situation, you find out who they are real fast. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we've been a lot of it's been luck, but I think a lot of people want to work for us because we're pretty open and uh, we're pretty open and uh, like-minded people
0: as well. Awesome, man. Uh, Anything we have not discussed up to this point? Any knowledge? Anything that you know? You think you can? Any last? Value you can add to the conversation.
1: Uh, I don't know, man. I
0: poked, I prodded, I got some good <laughs> stuff. But if there's anything else in there you think you can throw on the table? Now's uh, the time to get no, it. No, I,
1: th- I think I'm good, man. I'm good. All I right, we did good. I like to
0: wrap up every um, free flowing part of the conversation by asking all my guests. Uh, you know, the mission statement again is to do, inspire, empower, and transform the industry. Right? Yeah. So, how have you transformed? In your years as an owner, since two thousand oh,
1: man, well, so I've become a better person. How are you sure. a better person? Oh man, just being around people and seeing people in need, and going through loss and uh, a lot of emotion put into it's definitely made me uh, think about others and their situations, and uh, just become more of a caring, uh, caring boss. To tell you mm. the truth.
0: Yeah. I love that. What's that look like? What's the caring boss look like?
1: <laughs> Paint that picture. Uh, I don't know, man. I've, 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 you know, gotten a lot of phone calls late at night to help people out of jail or out of the hospital or. Uh, f- Given them the length of money and uh, I
0: think I saw something about you even going into the hospital I don't know were you defending something <laughs> in a bar fight or something oh, no, like that or? we
1: actually just got jumped uh, <laughs> oh coming God. out of a bar that was oh my gosh. absolutely frightening absolutely frightening
0: well, uh, you know worse. just
1: all kind of, you know just you know take care of the people around
0: you that you want to be treated and taken care of awesome one more quick break we're gonna come back and bust out a fast speed round Bento boxes more much much more than just another restaurant website developer it is a hospitality platform designed to disrupt third party services that come between the restaurant and the guest bento box puts the restaurant first and offers tools that drive high margin revenue directly through the restaurant website. These tools allow you to easily update menus, promote and sell events, share your press and media attention with the world, sell gift cards, take catering orders and much, much more. In other words, bento box puts you in control so that you can focus on what matters most your restaurant. Bento box is trusted and loved by over 5,000 restaurants worldwide because they empower restaurants to own their presence, profits, and relationships online. Sign up today at getbento.com slash unstoppable. One more time, that is getbento.com slash unstoppable. All right, we're back. And the first question I have for you is what is your it factor, a habit, a trait, a characteristic you believe most contributes to your success?
1: Uh, be good people be kind to people what is your biggest weakness being kind to people
0: <laughs> what is one question you ask or thing you look for during the interview process
1: oh man I always ask somebody what was their worst work experience a day and what they did about it
0: okay and yeah. what are you looking for
1: man just how you handle a shitty situation okay tells
0: a lot about a person I love it uh, what is one of your biggest challenges today finding good employees how are you handling it <laughs>
1: uh by paying people well and making the best products we possibly can.
0: Share one code of conduct or behavior you teach your team a way to be, a way to act.
1: Oh man, clean your shoes. What is that? Okay, <laughs> I just think it says a lot about a person how you know you got to cook with dirty shoes drives me crazy it just like you're not even willing to polish up your own shoes and look tight you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna do that on a plate yeah i like it i like it uh what's
0: one uncommon standard of service you teach your team so this is something that's common within your four walls the way you go above and beyond to serve your guests man we just put i push hospitality hospitality
1: hospitality 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 it's like whatever we can do man and these people work really hard for the money they can go spend it anywhere what it what, what are we going to do to make them come back and spend it with us what is hospitality to you oh man <laughs> it's it's a lot it's uh you know it's just treating people like family and i want people to feel like they're in my living room when they come into our restaurants i love it i love
0: it uh what is one book that will make us a better person or a restaurant oh
1: fuck i mean kitchen confidential by anthony bourdain will always be my favorite culinary book that i've
0: ever read was there a lesson from that book a way that and he
1: was just it just it
0: it would this inspired
1: me as a young chef to just go dive yeah. into it and I give a fuck yeah that
0: book is on audio so if you head over to audibletrial.com slash unstoppable i will get you that book for free the first one's on on restaurant unstoppable and i don't know about you man do you listen to audiobooks
1: uh i don't i listen to fish <laughs> and The grateful dead other than i'm at work
0: <laughs> i mean i don't know but like audiobooks in my opinion are game changers It's like the only way we're so busy in this industry how else are you going to be able to you know learn and yeah we're not going to sit down and read a book at the end of the day right no <laughs> so no, I, I, I,
1: I worked till like nine o'clock at night i started 4, 3 in
0: the morning. <laughs> right. uh, what is one thing you feel restaurateurs don't do well enough or often enough take
1: care of themselves okay take how, some time go you, see a shrink how you stop care drinking of <laughs> <laughs> uh, i like to fly fish a lot mm. uh that's my thing man i used to party a lot and do all that shit now i send spend a lot of time on the river and uh you know, I think uh, everybody, uh, a good dose of therapy for everybody is a, 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 a good thing. All right.
0: This is the last question. It's a dude. Do- Actually, no, I, sk- I always skip this question. I don't know why. What is one piece of technology you've adopted within your four walls that's had a huge impact on operations? Something that's improved communication, efficiency, uh, profitability, anything along those lines that you can share with us?
1: Oh, man. uh I don't deal with any of the technology. I don't even have a computer, bro. So hire somebody who's good at technology. <laughs> yeah, get, a good, a, get, yeah get, get good people that understand that stuff. I'm not that guy. I'm an I'm a artesian for sure.
0: <laughs> All right. I'll take it. Uh, okay, this is the last question. If you got the news, you'll be leaving this world tomorrow. All the memories of you, your work, and your restaurants out the window, gone with your departure, with the exception of three things that you can leave behind, three pieces of wisdom that you can leave behind for your – For your legacy and just for the good of humanity. What are those three things you know to be true?
1: Uh, This is a bitch of a question. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shit. Do what you're going to say you're going to do. Do what you say you're going to do. Integrity. That's a a huge, huge thing. Uh, Don't be late. Don't be late. (laughs) Me too. Make sure your fucking knives are sharp.
0: (laughs) Make sure your fucking knives are sharp. I love it, man. This has been a great conversation, Justin. Uh, We like to wrap up every chat by calling somebody out. (laughs) Who do you respect and admire?
1: Oh, uh, my industry? brother, Amos Watts over okay. at Corita Restaurant in Boulder. Okay. Uh, Amos Watts is the man. Amos. Uh, everybody go check out Corita in and Boulder. And my buddy Amos is one of the best chefs in the country. So go eat some of his food. He's a he's a badass.
0: Amos, your, your name is on my list. I'm coming after you. Maybe not this trip, but the next time I'm in the area for sure. And uh, how can we connect if we want to join your team? Uh, maybe we want to come learn you know, from you. Uh, or maybe we have some questions about... Some Something that came up in the story,
1: yeah, you can find us uh i mean jobs at brunsoncons dot com All All right. Right. people are looking for work uh it's a great uh great way to get a hold of us, so uh you can find us at uh, uh jobs at
0: brunson concepts.com this is episode 660 head over to restaurant unstoppable.com slash 660 i'll have a summary of today's discussion as well as any uh, links to tools services or books and uh, as well as how to connect with the brunson and co team if you want to get a job out here again just thank you so much my man for taking yeah, the time man. thanks sorry about our little
1: communication no tiff. man i'm just <laughs> happy to be
0: here it was awesome there is no questioning you are unstoppable
1: awesome man thank you so much cheers so much.
0: There's another one in the archive, and I have a couple calls to action for you. Please reach out to me, eric at restaurantunstoppable.com, Facebook slash restaurantunstoppable, and Instagram, Eric Catchatory. If you are interested in letting me know who I need to make an example of in Sacramento and San Francisco, I'm on the road. I'm in California, Northern California, through the rest of October into November, and I would also love to connect with you, my my listeners. Grab a beer, grab a coffee, grab whatever. Let's Let's connect. I want to go deep. I want to get intimate with my audience and my my guests so uh that all starts with you guys let me know who's out there uh not just guests but yourselves i love connecting with my listeners and let's also start growing this facebook group that i've created the unstoppable restaurant owners and operators if you guys want to communicate with each other if you want to reflect on episodes that's where i want to start doing this so email me to get permission to be added to that group or to search for it on facebook all right guys let's do this peace